I basically start to pump all the money in, right? Because I literally see that he is making that amount of money, right? Mm. And you know, then I guess you are a professor in finance. You are selling the investment. So the moment you start to do that, kapoom, right? The market collapse. Yeah, basically, I lost ninety ninety five percent of my whole investment. I would say. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk. But to win big, you've got to reduce it. To join our community, go to myworstinvestmentever.com and receive the following five free benefits. First, you get the risk reduction checklist I've created from the lessons I've learned from all of my guests. Second, you get my weekly email to help you increase your investment return. Third, you get a 25% discount on all AE Stotts Academy courses. Fourth, you get access to our Facebook community to get to know guests and fellow listeners. And finally, you get my curated list of my favorite top 10 episodes. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from AE Stotts Academy. And I'm here with featured guests, Johnny Widodo. Johnny, are you ready to rock? I am very ready. And I see that you got some guests in your room, which yes. um, why don't you tell us who are the guests in your arms and in your rooms? For the, for the listener, they can't see it. For the viewers, they can. Yeah, so uh, I have my dogs. This is Mimi on my arms. And then there's another one, Miki, uh, just below me, actually, sitting, sleeping, actually. Yeah. And for the listeners out there, what kind of dogs are these? Toy Poodle. Toy Poodle. I have two more downstairs, actually, but they're still in the cage. So, yeah. <laughs> got it all right well so ladies and gentlemen don't be surprised if we hear a little bark along the way all right let me introduce you to the audience johnny widodo is ceo in an automotive startup space with over 16 years of experience across multiple industries and geographies he is active as a global speaker advisory board member and mentor to various organizations he has co-authored two books, and has published his biography. In his free time, he is passionate about weightlifting, and he hosts the J-Talk podcast. Johnny, take a minute and fill any further tidbits about your life. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Andrew. So I'm Johnny, actually. I'm currently sitting in Indonesia, Jakarta. I was starting off, I think, um, as an engineer in my career. I studied in Singapore, and then uh, hardcore engineers. So if you know those old timers, like having all that uh, smoke, so I, that's my daily job as an R&D engineer. And then uh, pivoted into a consultant and then move on in Indonesia, actually, as a consultant. And then uh, move to different industries. So from consultancy into shrimp business, into digital payment, and now into the automotive. And then I think... Um, Recently, I've been contributing back a lot to my university. So I serve as the president of the NTU alumni and then the Nanyang Business School Advisory Board and also their council. So just trying to give back to the community, including running the JETOK. Yeah. Mm. And um, what university is that? Nanyang Technological University. Got it. And what's the size of number of students roughly? I mean, is this a small, large, massive, what? It's, uh, I don't know now, but I think back then during my time, I think every time they graduated, probably like uh, 
easily 2,000, 3,000 people. Right. Got it. Or even more. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Quite a big university for a young one, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And it's great to be able to give back. I mean, I know I've taught at university now for nearly 30 years, you know, wow. in my, in my free time. And, uh, I'm actually a, a faculty member at a university here in Thailand. And, uh, yeah, the passion of young people, you know, it just never, it never, ever disappoints when you come in contact with young people. I just gave a speech to about 700 young people in the Philippines and, you know, really try to bring them a lot of energy and also try to show them. And this is my message for a lot of young people is that you can find a career that makes you feel great and you can feel happy and you can feel, you know, good about what you do but you got to search, you got to work hard and you got to bring some skills to the table. But when it all comes together, you can build a life that's built around the things that you like to do. And so I like to bring that message. That is correct. Mm. Totally correct. That's why I also like to do a, a sharing, speaking uh, both nationally and also in the regions. Yeah. Mm. But now I think it's harder in the regions. <laughs> because yeah. Of the yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one ever goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it, then tell us your story. Sure. So I guess it was much in my earlier days. So just a little bit of a context. When I went to um, study in Singapore, it all under loan, right? So I, I, I don't have any savings. I don't have any money, actually. So... By the time I graduated with my bachelor degree, I was having 40,000 Singapore dollars loan, right? So uh, graduated, but full of loan, yeah? Mm. And then I continued my master's, and then I, I, I get some stipends and all that. But again, by the time I graduated my master's degree and started working, that loan stays there, right? So I still have that big, big chunk of loan behind me, actually. And then as a young youngsters, right, you start to work and all that. And then you start to make friends with your seniors and all. You try to make instant money. Mm. So you, start to learn, uh, you, you start to think like, oh, that's easy to make money. Right? And the guy is, uh, actually is my, my senior colleague, right, um, who also came from the same school, who sits beside me. And while working every day, he's just playing his stocks. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and literally, I'm seeing him making hundreds, even thousand dollars every day, right? Literally. I was like, what the heck has been, is going, right? So like, how, how could you make that kind of money so easy and all that, right? So, and you know what's next, right? Basically, whatever that I start to have, whatever that I start to save, I basically start to pump all the money in, right? Because I literally see that he is making that amount of money, right? Mm. And... You know, then I guess you are a professor in finance. You are a professor in investment. So the moment you start to do that, kapoom, right? The market collapse. Yeah, basically I lost 90, 95% of my whole investment, I would say. Mm. On paper, right? Yeah. And then I keep on saying, telling myself, right? It's on paper, bro. It's on paper. It's okay. It's on paper. One day we'll come back. One day we'll come back. You know, guess what, right? That was in 2004, right? Today is 2021, right? I'm still having my money stuck there, man. <laughs> <laughs> for like freaking 17 years right so i i think in total i probably lost back then in that time frame right a total up about i would say forty thousand dollars singapore dollars right. 
Well, it may sound not that big, right, for people. Yeah, uh, when you're a young uh, guy. But then when you are like 24, 25 years old, a fresh graduate with loans behind you, you're like, hell, why would I put it there instead of paying my loan, right? So, yeah. That's probably one of the worst moment or investment that I have ever had. And to the point that, you know, at that time I was working shift. So I worked Tuesday to Saturday. And why the reason? Because if you come to work in the weekend, you got extra money. You just get extra money, right? And my boss at that time was saying like, oh, I want to see you on Monday to Friday. That's why he wants to put me back into the normal shift, right? And I was telling him like, boss, cannot boss. I, I really need the money, right? Because <laughs> I, I didn't tell him I lost all my money, but I say like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so. that's, and so tell me, what are the lessons that you learned from this? I guess number one, I mean, fast forward right now, like 17 years later and all that. I learned one thing, right? There's no instant thing. In life, everything needs process, right? I mean, you may see different, I mean, recently also like cryptocurrency and all that. I know that a lot of people probably make a lot of money of that, but I know a lot of people that more people that probably lose money out of that, right? So I think number one, that's, that's the rule, right? So certain things could happen instantly for some people, but majority, generally, it takes process, right? And then um, second, whenever you want to do any investment and all that, don't do like a monkey see monkey do, right? So at least you learn first, you understand first what's the situation. You really try to, you you have to trust yourself, right? And you need to learn, right? So you, you need to do the, the understanding, do the research and all that. Number three, I think it's really like the moment things happen, yeah, you can cry over it, you can... Uh, curse over it, you can really dwell over it, but not too long. Mm. That's it, right? I mean, mm. things has happened, full stop, move on. And just take the lessons, learn, make sure you don't fall into the same traps again, right? And when you are still young, I think when you are still in your 20s or in your 30s, right? Make as many mistakes as possible, right? So that's where you can afford to lose everything. You know, it's like, a, uh, yeah, literally everything, right? It's like, uh, at that time, I think I really... You know, at that moment, I really, until to the point that I really have to save money that, and when I eat, I only like order one rice with one dishes, right? Because, you know, really have to save. Yeah. But I think, yeah, that's probably the couple of things that I can share with the yeah. uh, audience. Yeah. Maybe I'll share some takeaways that I got. One question is, so that friend of yours that was trading, is he like a multi-billionaire now because of all of his trading success? <laughs> not really he's still working man <laughs> so that's an important lesson to the listeners out there when you see someone winning in the stock market keep in mind people only talk about their winners so you think the person is winning but in fact if you track their portfolio now you may even say they're going to show you their portfolio even and say look i made good money over the land or i bought this lamborghini right okay first of all people lie but also People manipulate, they can't even really, they can't even tell the truth because they don't even know the truth in some cases. But even if they're winning for a couple of years, they're doing really well. Remember, the game of investing is how much you have at the end of the game. It's not how much you have this year or next year. If you want to retire when you're 50 or 60, you've got to have that. It's the money you have at the end of the game that really shows. And, you know, Warren Buffett is a great example of that. 
So I think that's the first lesson is that, you know, keep in mind that people talk about their winners. They don't talk about their losers. And that's part of what this show is all about is we do talk about our mistakes so that we understand that it's not all, you know, beautiful out there. Correct. So Andrew, I'm just sharing a little bit, right? So that's something that you share is really interesting that people always talk about the winning thing. People always talk about the beautiful thing that they do, right? But one thing that I also realized that investing in the stocks is something that is beyond your control, right? A lot of things are being impacted by the markets and also speculations. So, I mean, if you are, if you were to ask me now, how would you do think differently and all that? Probably I would rather invest on something that is within my control, right? So mm. it's like, for example, start off your own startup, you run your business. You know, if you fail, it's in your hand, right? You are partially responsible for that failure. You are making that decisions as well. So, yeah. But, you know, also a second lesson that I would highlight to the listeners is that if this never happened to you, you may not feel that way. See, when we, get burnt, when we get burned in the stock market the first time, many people walk away and say, I'm never touching that again. I'm going to do things I can control. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep cash in the bank. I'm not going to take risk. And what ends up happening yeah. is that people get burnt and they never really are able to take advantage of the stock market. Now, if a young person came to me today, you know, I even have a course that I teach and I put online, which is how to start building your wealth, investing in the stock market. I would say there's instruments now available in every country where you can own every stock in the world. You don't need to play around buying this one and that one. Just own everyone and let it grow over time. So there are ways to do that nowadays. There weren't when I started, you know, many, many years ago. So the thing is, is that even if you did lose it all, you know, it just means that probably the way you did it was wrong and there's a way to get back into it. So that's the second thing that I would say is make sure if you get burnt in something, you know, you didn't get burnt because you got burnt because you went into it without really wearing a seatbelt. It's like wearing, you know, not wearing a seatbelt and having a car accident and saying, I got hurt. Cars are dangerous. Well, yeah, you could have <laughs> reduced that by wearing a seatbelt. So that's a, the second thing that I took away. Now, the third one, I just want to tell you a story, Johnny, in my own life. A while ago, I was walking down the street and I saw this dental clinic. It was full of people. So I walked mm. in and I mean, people, you know, they got pains and all that. And I was able to talk to the dentist and I basically asked the dentist, you know, this is an amazing job, you know, where you can help people with their teeth and all of that. And she's like, yeah, this is a great job. And I was like, you know, I think I would love to do this job and help people who have the problem with their teeth. She said, you can, you know, it's a great job. And I said, well, what do you think if I come back today into your dental clinic and maybe I could just pull someone's tooth, you know, today and, you know, see if I really like this job or not. And she said, whoa, you can't do that. I said, why? She said, well, you got to study. You got to go through university and learn about that. <laughs> I was like, well, come on, this isn't that difficult. And she's like, no, no, you have to do that. And I said, okay, so how long do I have to study? She's like, it's going to be like eight years. And I said, right, that's crazy. And I said, she said, and then you can't even just go out and do it. You got to get licensed. You got to get practice. You got to practice. Yep. Maybe another, you know, you're talking, you know, let's say eight to 10 years before you're doing what I'm doing. here. And then I just walked out. I said, that's too much work. Now, of course, <laughs> now, of course, that's not a true story. I just made it up. But the point is, is that that's the way people come into the world of finance and investing. They're like, oh, I'm going to invest in the stock market. The difference is when you come in contact with a finance person at the bank, at the broker, at the mutual fund, they say, oh, welcome. 
I'll make it as easy as possible for you to come in. And people come in all the time without doing their research. And I think that's part of what you're saying is that, you know, you got to do your research on what you're doing before you do it. So I just want to highlight to everybody that, that Johnny's story helps us remind us that you can invest in the stock market, but you can't just walk in except being lucky and, you know, make money out of it. So let me ask you, based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? And think about it. It's happening all over the place. Someone's looking at their friend online and go, oh my God, he's making tons of money and trading Forex, trading the market, you know, yeah. Bitcoin, all of these things. It's happening for a lot of young people right now. What's yeah. one action that you recommend they take? I think... Um... You need to understand your risk. So if let's say you would lose everything and you know that you still can slip over it and you say like tomorrow I'll wake up without thinking about it, put that money out and play. But of course, again, before you play, you have to do a, a lot of research on what are you going into. Mm. So at the end of the day, you need to balance your risk and yeah. your appetite. Yeah. That's great advice. Ladies and gentlemen, hear it clear from Johnny. And that is, if you're going to start investing, just take a portion that you could lose. And it, it does reduce some of the burden of how much you have to learn, right? If you're taking only 10% of your money and you're playing with it, you know, you don't have to be an absolute expert. But if you think you're going to take 100% of your money and put it in, you better know what you're doing before you do that. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. <laughs> well, I think it's a great, it's a lesson. I'm telling you, you, you are not alone. And for the listeners out there, I'm telling you right now, all of the people that you're seeing on the internet talking about investing, they are only talking about their winners. And most of them are not winning even in a year. And many of them are definitely not winning over the long run. So keep this in mind. Anyways, last question. What is your number one goal for the next 12 months? I would say that, um, well, there's two goals, which is on the professional and the personal life, right? So I think on the professional life, definitely I'm trying to build the largest automotive ecosystem in Indonesia now. So I think in the next 12 months, hopefully we can make that happen. Mm. On my personal goal, actually, um, I'm actually trying to deadlift six plate, man. So I'm, <laughs> now I'm doing a 220 kg already. So hopefully in the next one year, I could go to like six plates. So like 260 kg. So 260 kilos. And yeah. how much do you weigh? I'm weighing 100 now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so That's pretty amazing. And um, how often are you working out to get there? I'm working out every day now but then i probably like have one day break after a week or two or something like that yeah. mm -hmm. fantastic well we're going to check in with you in 12 months <laughs> <laughs> we're going to hold you accountable to that i have so. my plates ready already more than six plates it's just that I have to be lifted up <laughs> <laughs> love it all right well listeners there you have it another story of loss to keep you winning my number one goal for the next 12 months is to help you, my listener, to increase return and reduce risk in your life. To achieve this, I've created our community at myworstinvestmentever.com, and I look forward to seeing you there. As we conclude, Johnny, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of AE Stotts Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? 
thanks thanks for inviting me here andrew so i think for people who listen today i know that there are like 400 500 episodes ready of this i would say that just learn as much as you can and at the end of the day you are writing your own chapter be responsible of your life and uh, it's okay to make mistake it's okay to make your worst investment but just make sure you learn and move on and uh, win the game yeah beautiful well that's a wrap on another great story to help us create grow and protect our well fellow risk takers this is your worst podcast host andrew stott saying i'll see you on the upside